Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What is going on, everybody? You are watching a new episode, episode 20 of Pop Culture Crisis. Uh, Miracle Sam is my co-host. How are you doing today, Miracle? I'm great. How are you? I am doing very well. I am doing very well. We uh, uh, That's a good opening today. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's very smooth. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we had a good episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. We discussed a, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, some stuff that I'm gonna I want to talk more about today. Uh, every Monday show, uh, I talk about that weekend's box office. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do today is I want to get into more of what is going on with the box office in general in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have some other projects that are coming out that I'm excited about that have uh, release date information. Mm-hmm. St- some of it's new, some of it's a little bit older. Uh, there's uh, Superman. And Lois has a new season coming out. Miracle mm-hmm. is uh, Miracle. I don't know how excited Miracle is, but Miracle is excited that I'm excited yeah. about it, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, and then we have a new movie called Moonfall coming out, and then we also have uh, an article here about WandaVision and Loki, and it's uh, uh, a curious award that it won th- that it won this year, or it was uh, shown to be true from an article I read. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to kind of continue what we were talking about yesterday. Yesterday we got into uh, the upcoming the movies of 2022 that we. We are most excited to see, and I've got another. Our, you know, another thing I pulled up today with the televisions, uh, the televisions, the, the televisions. The, oh the, my god, the what? new televisions, the flat screens, everything. What television would you like to see this year? Yes, uh, <laughs> I have uh, an article pulled up with all the shows coming out this year, and we're going to talk about what television shows we are most excited about coming up in 2022. I love it how you're so formal. Usually, people just say TV shows. You're what? just like televisions. Televisions. Watch, Brett is going to go full telenovela on us and go like what tell <laughs> i don't speak spanish are you sure i don't speak spanish no habla espanol no no maybe maybe i can learn i heard uh i heard learning languages gets harder as you get older mm. um that the, you learn multiple languages better when you're young well okay that could be true but um i had a friend i love her to death and like i love her mom and dad too so she got so she's Chinese and she was adopted by her parents. Her parents are over 70 mm-hmm. and they're learning Chinese. So, well, I, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying that it's harder as mm-hmm. you get older because like, uh, I'm yeah, assuming it has something to do with the way your brain is finally, it's fi- it's finished forming mm-hmm. and uh, it's harder to develop neural pathways or something. I'm, ma- I'm making that up. It sounds right to me. No, it's, it is right because the reason why I brought it up because I was talking to her mom one day and she was like, oh yeah, it's so much harder because like I'm getting older, but I want to learn it because my daughter's from there and like um, one day I want to take her there and like fully speak her. Her, her daughter is from where? China because oh. they adopted her. They oh. only have um, they only have one biological child. Oh, that's awesome that she's learning though. Yeah, so like both her and her husband were learning. So like her husband was at a kindergarten level. She was like at a third grade level. Wow. Well, the, the, it'll, it'll come. This is going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, her daughter is the same thing like me, where we're kind of lazy about it. Because, like, um, this is a, this is what I think about languages. If you force somebody to learn it, they don't want to learn it. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, so. that, that, is, that is very true. I want to learn Hebrew. 
Oh, I, dude, I, I know I, how to read some of it, apparently. I, I want to learn Hebrew. I, I, I think it's... Uh, Do you want me to get Charlie to teach you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful sounding language to me. You um, think so? I like, do. you like the ha? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, I like that aspect of it. That's just me. Um, well, it's really... It's close to, like, the old spoken language. I love it. It's, mm-hmm. be- it's beautiful. Sanskrit. Uh, it's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, I was actually up super late last night uh, trying to find stuff to talk about that I was going to be motivated to want to wanna discuss today. The hardest part uh, with a lot of this is, like, you don't want it to just be just news. You want mm-hmm. it to also be stuff you're excited about. So, like, the, the stuff we have about Superman and Lois, like, it's release date information that came out fairly recently. Mm-hmm. But really, I just want to talk about it because I love because <laughs> I'm loving it uh, and I want and I but I also I want to make sure people know that these things are coming because sometimes if a if a network or a studio isn't very invested in a project you notice like it gets less advertising mm-hmm. it gets less good word of mouth like the Kingsman like the Kingsman like we talked about yesterday so uh, I want to do my part however small that may be mm-hmm. to like help promote things that I think are worth promoting well we got people into hellbound there you go we did yeah. so people people thought that was good so mm-hmm. um but before we get into any of that i do want to talk about um some stuff in, involving the global box office just because like beep, i said beep, beep. Ye- yesterday we were talking about um the weekend totals that's become mm-hmm. I, I enjoy I, i'm starting to love that segment like can we call it the weekend wrap-up it's, it's like box office wrap-up or something like that uh weekend like wrap-up sounds like we just went out and partied all weekend and then made like a like a flip book of it <laughs> on, online uh, i don't know really, like maybe the audience can choose what to do if you are subscribed to our tiktok channel you can give us ideas yes there. okay how about this before we even i'm gonna go back uh we're gonna okay so before we get started uh i do want to tell everybody that if you want to follow us on social media Mm -hmm. we do have a pop culture crisis page for twitter that Mm -hmm. is at pop culture underscore show and then facebook and tiktok which both have clips uh you know uh really good clips from the show um go and follow us on there those are both on facebook and on tiktok at pop culture crisis so that uh, those you can follow us there and remember the full episodes are available on spotify if you want to watch just the audio version and the clips are available on youtube so uh, mm-hmm. i i say we get into i say we get into box office talk and now that we've gotten through the the how what do they call it Hi- housekeeping yeah when you're when you're when you're discussing this stuff so um basically this article is from variety mm-hmm. uh, and it says domestic box office nears 4.4 billion in 2021 down 61 percent from 2019 now obviously those numbers are 2019 was the last year we had like a full box office pre-COVID, right? So it says, this uh, article was written by Rebecca Rubin, and it says, despite the best efforts of Spider-Man, Black Widow, and other mighty Avengers, movie theaters have yet to rebound in another topsy-turvy pandemic-battered year. (laughs) According to... (laughs) You okay there? According to early estimates... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Usually that doesn't happen. I'm just going to continue. <clears throat> According to early estimates from Comscore, overall domestic box office revenues in 2021 are projected to hit 4.4 billion through the final days of December. The final number could fluctuate in the last few in the next few days. The stretch between uh, the Christmas uh, from Christmas to New Year's is usually the busiest time at multiplexes, but the rapidly spreading Omicron variant of COVID-19 may have other plans. 
the flu has other plans. Oof. Um, uh, should should estimates hold? It it would represent a huge ninety one percent increase from twenty twenty, uh, from twenty twenty. Of course, that's not a high bar to strive for since ticket sales in that period sank to a forty year low. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of these places were hampered by mandates. You know, s- uh, most of the movie theaters were closed most of that year. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't going to get a lot of people going to the movie at that period. That makes sense. To yeah, me. like they started like shutting down. They're like, nope, yep. sorry. Uh, the, so and people weren't going to risk it. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's an illness going around. People aren't going to spend the time at the at the movie theaters. But what we're seeing now is that slowly but surely, people are coming back to the cinemas. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was there was a lot of people at the start of uh, of the pandemic that thought that this was the death knell for movie theaters, that mm-hmm. they were just never going to recover and that we were just going to see the end of movie theaters in general with the rise of streaming services. Yeah. I don't really see that as feasible because the, I, I don't see them as the same thing. Mm-hmm. You see a movie in your home on streaming for the comforts of home, for the ability to do so. Uh, you know, you can watch a movie in your underwear and not pay <laughs> and not pay a gazillion dollars for your food, right? But when you go see a movie at the theater, especially when it's a spectacle of a movie like a comic book film or a big budget movie, mm-hmm. you're going for the overall experience, right? You're going True. to see it on a large screen. You're going to see it in a theater with other people. As annoying as some people might be at movie theaters, <laughs> you're going there for the experience, right? So it's uh, it says so 2020 they sank to a 40 year low. Domestic earnings in 2020 were barely able to reach 2.2 billion, while cinemas spent many months shuttered and studios released hardly any high profile movies. So when you think about it, in one year, it's mm-hmm. doubled back. Uh, it's not quite at 2019 levels, but it's doubled back uh, a year from where it was a year ago. So hopefully we would see that on trend if the movies are good next year that we can get back up there and double again uh, if possible. I don't know if that's actually a a feasible thing to happen, Mm -hmm. but it would be nice to see that because I want to see good movies do well. Yeah. Well, like, as you said, like, if people are passionate about the project or the product that they're producing, they will come. Uh, Sony, I believe, I I believe Sony is like the biggest winner as far as like money made this year, you know, per, per film, like it had the most return on investment for films this year. You okay over there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think because like. Disney didn't I'm really... Just, uh, sorry. And I've got some interesting numbers here that I thought were really interesting, but we'll get down to the bottom of this article first. It says, next to 2019, the last normal period of the box office uh, at the box office, revenues from January 1st through December 31st, 2021 will be down approximately 61%. In 2019, Avengers Endgame, The Lion King, and Toy Story 4 helped propel over, overall grosses to a mighty $11.39 billion by comparison. The 2020 box office tally was down 80% Ooh. from 2019. This year, uh, things were supposed to be different, and to some degree, they were. Hollywood began to unveil buzzy movies in earnest, and people began to trickle back to their local multiplex. But results weren't. Uh, but results were mixed. Superheroes reign supreme, of course. Uh, the biggest movie of the years, inclu- the biggest movies of the year include Spider-Man: No Way Home, four hundred and sixty-four or four hundred and sixty-seven million dollars domestically, and only in week two, I might add. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, two hundred and twenty-four million domestically. Wow, that's like nothing compared. to 
Spider-Man. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, 212 million domestically. Black Widow, 183 million domestically. While films targeting adult audiences such as West Side Story only made 23 million and The Last, du- and the last Duel just 10 million dollars. Struggled to sell basically any tickets whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, still, there were a few scattered success stories that didn't involve comic books like Daniel Craig's James Bond, No Time to Die, 160 million dollars domestically. And that one doesn't really talk about how just how well that movie did overseas. Mm-hmm. It did extremely, extre- like way more than that uh, in its overseas box office. Uh, and then Fast 9 did $173 million domestically and A Quiet Place Part 2 at $160 million domestically. Uh, and the Ryan Reynolds sci-fi uh, Free Guy, which I loved. Did you see Free Guy? I saw clips of it. Okay, I- you did, yeah, you weren't there when we went to see Free Guy. Mm-hmm. Free Guy was probably next to uh, No Way Home, my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Well news about free guy it's gonna be on disney plus if anybody wants to watch it in their own comfort of their home when is that that coming um they said somewhere in january you remember on the list yes okay yeah yep uh and now with uh variants i think people are just less scared of the variants now so Mm -hmm. like if it's something if it's a project they're really passionate about and they want to go out and see they're going to go support it uh sony movies are proving that every day venom's got a strong fan base despite the fact that sony does not have the name recognition that marvel studios does or that disney does sony's a much smaller it's not smaller but when you think of like movies you think of disney and you think of Warner Brothers. I think mm-hmm. Sony comes in third when you really think of mo- but movies. There's Spider-Man movies, including the animation ones, yep. are really good. And they did Ghostbusters Afterlife, so they want mm-hmm. to give the people what they want. Uh, and, and I think that they're being rewarded for that at the box office. Uh, so I was looking through some of the information here mm-hmm. on, o- on OMB Reviews. Uh, I was just looking at the box office numbers, and if you look at... Um, so for box office 2021, right? Uh, yeah. We're down here uh, for all. If you see the numbers um, scrolled all the way over, see the red numbers uh, yeah. up there? Everything in red there is a movie is movies that lost money this year that did not profit at all. Uh, uh, of the 59 movies that I counted on that list, mm-hmm. how many of them do you think profited? Not that much. 18. Oh, really? That's it. Only 18 movies made net profit uh, domestic, or uh, I'm sorry, overall gross. Now, that's not to say that they won't uh, make that money back up in like, Mm -hmm. if it's a movie with toys, if it's a movie with, uh, you know, like like a Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. will make more money, will make as much money on their uh, toy revenue as they will anything else, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, between that and the fact that it seemed like the movies that had the best chance of success were lower budget ones that just didn't require as much to break even, right? That's true. Uh, The Last of Us, or not The Last of Us, part two. Uh, (laughs) A Quiet Place, part two, is a perfect example of that. Did really, really well at the box office because it didn't need to make $100 million Mm -hmm. to to profit, right? And it's a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emily Blunt. Who doesn't love Emily Blunt? Mm -hmm. I still need to watch the first movie. I was, like, looking for the first movie. I really want to watch it because I heard good things about it. But I did watch the second one really good yep mm-hmm. uh the first one's really really good mm-hmm. uh snake like, eyes i hate that movie yeah there's a lot of movies on here you just wonder how did this get made and like mm-hmm. uh, it's clearly contributing to why these movies you know why the box office is down so much mm-hmm. but if they can do more you know go for more um less uh snake eyes uh movies that no one wants less of what, what's the, did anyone see antlers i didn't even know what antlers was uh, uh I think it was on Netflix, right? Okay. Uh, but a lot of these movies, just uh, at least the big budget ones, you're just like, why does that... Don't Breathe 2. I don't know anyone that went and saw Don't Breathe 2. 
I saw the trailers for it. It looked interesting. I don't know. It, that guy didn't need to be redeemed. That, that, that movie didn't need a sequel. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of movies on here that's just like you don't need, it didn't need to be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest, uh, the one that bums me out the most on here is, is definitely The Suicide Squad, which I am the saddest about. Uh, luckily, <laughs> I, I rewatched it last night. It's, it's not, if it's not a masterpiece, it's definitely one of my favorite movies. It's probably my favorite movie of the year, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it at a theater, so I didn't count that in what I was talking about earlier. So, but come on, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, and but that movie was one of the early indicators that box office was coming back. That movie did pretty well. Mm-hmm. It just had such a massive budget, and uh, like those movies, just uh, I, I feel like we're kind of shifting away from superheroes as this grand scheme, uh, or at least as these big b- breadwinners at the box office. Or at least I would hope that mm-hmm. if they stay up there, other genres do as well i would like to see like we're going to talk later about moonfall i would love to see a return to like uh monster movies or disaster movies because clearly what it is like cgi just does really well what what, uh people don't have the attention span anymore it seems like to to stay at a theater without the bangs and the whistles that come from big budget films right Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know uh my hope is that i blame technology for that yeah right like uh our attention spans are so non-existent and now. i also blame spongebob even though i loved it <laughs> like, why do you blame spongebob because they did research so all the kids like who are born my year so spongebob came out in 99 mm-hmm. and they did research every kid who watched spongebob their attention spans is equivalent to a goldfish oh my god <laughs> and I'm like jesus makes perfect sense come on we were we were spongebob so maybe we we Maybe we make a, a really long SpongeBob movie and make people sit through it and try to well, force there, their attention spans back open. Well, there's like three SpongeBob movies. I like oh. the original SpongeBob movie because it has uh, the Gooby Goober song yeah. in it. How's that go? Um, it's like I'm a Gooby Goober kid, yeah, <laughs> and it's just like Patrick wearing high heels and like fishnet. That's adorable. Legging. Or that, that that's hot. Oh. <laughs> There's so many fan arts on. Oh, I don't even want to know. I I want to know nothing of that. Please keep that away from me. So, Come on, uh, SpongeBob got legs for days. The, I mean, Patrick <laughs> got legs. The end of the article says basically, uh, box office analysts uh, didn't expect a return to normalcy in 2021, especially mm-hmm. given that vaccines weren't widely distributed until a few months into the year. However, the studio executives, I honestly think that that shouldn't matter because January and February are like usually slow months in th- in the cinema, anyways, right? Yeah. So I feel like it should have been. Uh, a closer I mean it's getting back up there I mean mm-hmm. doubling what you made in 2020 isn't a lot still because 2020 was so bad mm-hmm. but if they can continue an upward trend that's what they need to do and they need to do that by giving the people what they want mm-hmm. and not make movies with agendas and just make movies that general <laughs> general audiences want mm-hmm. not what Twitter wants not what weirdos on Tumblr want make movies that general normal everyday people want to go and see and also stop making sequels that people didn't ask for Yep, uh, we don't need Matrix five mm-hmm. or six we don't and avatar 2 i'm kind of excited for it but we don't need a total of five movies have you saw that um saw i've that? only seen have i seen the original you're talking about uh which one um the blue people okay not the last airbender no, no, okay no. i've seen uh, in like when it came out uh in 2009 mm-hmm. uh but it's oh yeah it's like at least that old Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, that's one of those things where it's like uh, Mr. H did a thing about it, talking mm-hmm. about it the other day, where he's talking about, it, like, I'd like to say that nobody cares about this, but it, clearly it does have this large fan base that people, that he couldn't believe. Like, there's a lot of people that want that sequel. I find that hard to believe because I just never hear any buzz about that avatar. Are but, you sure? Because I know Disneyland, like, 
and Disney World, they changed a ride to be like the Avatar theme. Mm -hmm. Like I know they did that. But did I they, they changed what? How? Um, so I forgot which ride they replaced it to be Avatar. But basically it's... Well, doesn't that prove that point? They're saying a lot of people care about it. Nobody really asked for that ride. Okay. Well, I mean, I I have no interest in seeing it. We'll probably see it anyways, just to talk about it on here. But, yeah, but the but, beauty of that is, though, you're always open to being surprised. Yeah, but it, do you need, like, a total of five movies? Because no. Because there's rumors. <laughs> I know. There's rumors that they're going to come with three more. Every two years. Like, every other year for, like, yeah. the next, yeah. I don't know, man. That's uh, That doesn't really interest me, but, you know, what can you do? Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it says uh, down here, so the industry experts hope that 2022 will be the year in which audiences tire of watching movies at home and will be eager to return to the big screen. Pending any new release date sh reshuffles, promising future attractions of the blockbuster variety include Warner Brothers comic book adaptation The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, Disney and Marvel superheroes Black Panther 2, Universal's Dino Adventure, Jurassic Park Dominion, and Sony's Across the Spider-Verse, uh, part one so those are really good right mm -hmm. and to me the the thing about that is is like like the warner brothers one that won't that they're not doing day and date next year so if you want to go see the movies you got to go to the theater to mm -hmm. see it first like i think spider-man no way home proves that that you can do that you don't mm -hmm. need to put it on your streaming service right away that's true so get people back out to the theaters because those theaters don't get a lot of don't make a lot of money they don't like how much commission do they get the theater keeps from what from what I understand, keeps forty percent of the ticket sales, mm -hmm. uh, and then that's why the that's why popcorn and pop and everything else. I called it pop. I, I know. It's I'm so a Midwest. As soon as I said it, I'm like I regretted saying it. It's so adorable when he says pop, like because as a West Coast person, I never heard of anybody call it pop until I met Brett. In the South, they call it Coke, no matter what kind you're drinking. Well, that's what. Um, really, so that's what I was told. In Arabic, um, they call it Pepsi. And it's supposed to be like Pepsi, but they call that for every soda. So like when they ask you, do you want Pepsi? They mean soda. Okay. It's not just Pepsi. You learn something new every mm -hmm. day. So so the studio keeps 60, the, 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 the theater keeps 40. Uh, go back and support your local movie theater, man. That's like, that's yeah. an experience I don't want to see go away. We have the, the warehouse theater out here. I love going to that theater. I love having the reclining chairs. I love being able to see because I have such a short attention span, right? Yeah. So to the only way that those these movies can keep my attention is to put it on a screen three gazillion times my <laughs> size and literally force me to sit there and watch, right? I just have and I and, and I always enjoy it, right? Yeah. It's just that when I'm at home, I don't have the 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 I don't I guess it's attention span, but I don't have the discipline to sit still. And watch it on a regular size TV. Yeah, you're like me where we have to do something at yeah. the same time. Like, I work while watching mm. movies or TV shows. But one critique about the movie theaters with the reclining chair. Can you make your heated seats last longer? Legit, throughout the movie, Kingsman, I had to, like, press it on five times. They don't want to They don't want to start a fire. <laughs> Come on! I need heated Let seats. Let Miracle start your building on fire <laughs> so she can stay warm. Will you? Come on. Come on. Let me have heated seats. I get cold easily. Uh, maybe the biggest compliment that I can give the Suicide Squad is that I was able to watch it yeah. without doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very difficult for me to do. Well, it's because, like... Um I feel like Suicide Squad, they kind of did it right where they have God. different visuals. I really wish they would have released that one first. I know it's like not on topic for what we're doing right now, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I really do He's wish He's a fanboy for I, it. I am. Like, I liked it the first time and I loved it the second time. So that's... Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah. So let's hope that uh, for 2022, box office numbers jump back up again. Mm -hmm. And these theaters keep seeing the wise move to keep putting out movies that people are pushing to want to see. Ghostbusters Afterlife, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home, Mm -hmm. uh, Free Guy did really well. Like, look at these movies that are doing something right. uh, Learn from that and then keep making movies like that so that the the people can get what they want. The studios can make their money and Mm -hmm. and keep profiting and we can all uh, get something out of it. Yeah. I don't know because we are going to the movie theaters January. Yep. Uh, what, what are we seeing first? Um, what, I don't remember which one comes out first, but we're going. Uh, there's Morbius. a bunch. Mor- Morbius, I think, right away in January. Good yeah. call. Good job remembering that. Morbius is coming out January, mm-hmm. and then other other things are coming out like Lois and Superman. Superman, Lois. Yes, that was a fantastic. I'm always going to. Uh, Segway. I'm, se- I'm always going to be very proud of your segues. <laughs> that was very good. So yes, uh, this one for me. Uh, this is one's pers- This is just release date information, and like I said, this is from a little bit before Christmas. But I want to get this stuff out there to as many people as possible because when mm-hmm. you find something you like, when you see a show that you like that you think is doing things right, you should be doing your best to promote it so that it can get released to the public and more people see it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know when this show came out, it got moved the date, like the the air date got moved a bunch, mm-hmm. so it like lost viewers. But it was so good that it like got the viewers back because people went and looked for it because they're like, this is good Mm -hmm. in a sea of crap. uh, That is television these days (laughs) where you get, you know, you're flooded, like you're inundated with content constantly, Mm -hmm. but very little of it is actually good. Well, when is it coming out? January 11th? Yep. So the the release date for this is January 11th, and this article is just talking about that. Uh, So it says, The CW is cranking things up for Superman and Lois Season 2 as a new poster and clip are released ahead of its January premiere. Now, this has been moved twice already. Mm -hmm. It was originally supposed to, I believe, November and December, and then it got pushed both times. Yeah. Another reason that I want to promote it, because I want people to actually remember that it's coming out and, and not just ditch it, because I mm-hmm. want to see more shows like this. So it says, everyone has secrets, teases the, power, the show's social media pages about the poster, Superman and Lois season two premieres, January 11th, it's a Tuesday mm-hmm. on the CW. Now, before you let that turn you off, <laughs> um, as far as I know, the season one was shown on the CW, but it was produced by HBO Max, which is why it looks so much better than uh, an average uh, CW superhero show and why it feels so different Mm -hmm. from a CW superhero show. Think Stargirl, if you haven't seen Stargirl season. Oh, that one's kind of good. Yes. So if you're looking for something that's uh, not so serious, uh, so it's it's not Marvel, but it's not uh, a standard DC movie Mm -hmm. either. Uh, this is these are the shows these are the way to go you want to see because uh, I think they, they folded what was it called DC Universe like the streaming service yeah. that's just on HBO Max now yeah remember they had Swamp Thing and mm-hmm. they have Titans and they have all uh, the Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol mm-hmm. all good shows yeah and uh, the only difference is, is that you can also see Superman and Lois on uh, on, on well on CW mm-hmm. but then also on HBO Max so I'm kind of excited for it because, like, um, they're including two of their sons, Jonathan and Jordan. Yep, they're both in there. Yeah, but not a lot of people know about Jordan Kent because he was, like, made for one of the comic books, but Mm -hmm. then they kind of threw it away. Yeah, he wasn't back. They they discontinued it quickly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so I'm kind of excited they're 
perspective for this character. I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the, so the Flash <laughs> moved off Tuesday's home, and the Flash is a dumpster fire now. Oh. I know. Oh. Really? Um, you yeah. think so? Uh, yes. Um, Superman and Lois stars Tyler Hoechlin as the Man of Steel. Uh, Elizabeth Tullock as Lois Lane. Dylan Walsh as General Sam Lane. Uh, so in the show you've got Tyler Hoechlin mm-hmm. he plays like a, a decent Superman but I think he, he plays a good Clark Kent especially yeah. with, with the family mm-hmm. uh, Bitsy Tulloch or Elizabeth Tulloch now yeah. she doesn't go by Bitsy anymore incredible uh, I love her as an actress. She was amazing in Grimm. Grimm. I love that show. Dylan Walsh is really good. He was in a show mm-hmm. called Unforgettable with uh, Poppy Montgomery. Uh, really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who's uh, Emmanuel Shrieky. Uh That's Shrieky. Yeah. Her, her that's appearance. really... That's Lana. She plays Lana Lang. Uh, very, very good. Uh, like the whole cast is... Like the sons are really good in the mm-hmm. show. Like It would be very easy for the... A lot of people hate family drama shows, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just so used to the CW shows having nothing to do with like a standard everyday family. No, have you seen their TV show Dynasty? I, I, I'm talking more in the in the superhero realm. Oh, like they okay, don't they, they they've pushed away from these themes mm-hmm. as much. So to see just a like it's a show about family, mm-hmm. family. Like family. you literally picture Vin Diesel saying that yeah. as you do that um, with his unwrinkled shirt. Yes, uh, like I like it's really really good and mm-hmm. it's done in a way that I mean I watched four episodes in and I hear her like uh, when I was four episodes in something hit me it's really funny I was watching uh, Lois Mm -hmm. is getting into her she's dealing with Morgan Edge Mm -hmm. who takes who runs the Daily Planet Mm -hmm. and they do this whole thing and not once did I hear the buzzword fake news even (laughs) though that's what they were talking about that's strong writing Mm -hmm. like when you're not using buzzwords in situations where a buzzword could absolutely be drawn and thrown in there as like Mm -hmm. easy uh, as like easy fodder for like writers privilege yeah like, like any of that stuff like mm-hmm. however whatever you think about those things they're they're words that are like limbic triggers for people right so mm-hmm. if you can avoid using them and make your content more evergreen meaning that in 10 years people will be able to watch this and not hear the buzzword mm-hmm. that's what you want right you want something that stands the test of time yeah uh, and the CGI absolutely holds up like for scenes like that are fairly ambitious for a television budget right mm-hmm. so i'm guessing that they dumped a lot more money into it than your average show well i like the poster so far yep. it looks really pleasing and i'm just reading like the summary of the show mm-hmm. it like this cast is really good yep. uh you haven't you hadn't watched it right so i'm gonna make you rewatch. uh i'm gonna make you watch it with me until season mm-hmm. two, and then we're gonna review because if it's cw we'll review it an episode a week yeah uh, on hbo uh, the hbo max mm-hmm. version will probably come out at the same time so we'll review it so we'll, you're saying that it's on cw so anybody who doesn't have a normal you can TV- watch it on the app okay thank you You can watch it on the app um i don't know if it will come out on uh i don't know if it will come out on hbo max week to week mm-hmm. but uh my hope is that it does um th- I really do believe that this is one of those shows that is getting kind of pushed down because it it doesn't fit into the narrative of like where super it's not the Eternals Mm -hmm. it's not Shang-Chi it's not uh, it's not Black Black Widow right it's not all of these things that are very uh, progressive uh, Mm -hmm. that's not the word for it 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 doesn't have the fashionable things that they're looking for in the in the in the media push that Mm -hmm. these shows get so So, any positive publicity that you can give towards a show like this mm -hmm. which by for all intents and purposes stands on its own it doesn't need us to promote it but it helps Mm -hmm. the show 
Well, is it similar to the TV show Smallville? Yes. I um, remember growing up on it. I mean, it, it, it's he's an adult now. Okay. I, I mean, it's not like him as a kid. No, but, I mean like um, the feel. Yeah. Like you feel, I feel a sense of mm-hmm. early 2000s, not nostalgia, mm-hmm. but it feels ever like the the vibe of it feels like it could have been made at any time to me yeah. right like you don't feel like you're watching a 2021 tv show other than maybe the technology right? <laughs> yeah for sure the, and that's hard to do these days so much of everything that's made these days is made to be topical mm-hmm. and annoyingly subject matter heavy on stuff that's not going to be really relevant in five years because the world you know changes so quickly Mm -hmm. so you want to make things that are stories about this is a story about a father trying to connect with his sons who Mm -hmm. he's never been able to do because he has a more not more but he has such a pressing responsibility to the world Mm -hmm. as superman so it's a father trying to connect with his sons it's his wife who has her own career and Mm -hmm. has her own um uh adventures or like uh her own um things that she works on uh and how she deals with being married to so to superman and to raise two teenage boys boys who despite the fact that powers are part of it still go through all of the things that teenagers go through but it's not done in the form of melodrama Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel melodramatic to me and that's Mm -hmm. very difficult to do when you deal with like high school storylines so i like i really cannot say enough about the show uh go watch it it's going to be coming out in less than a Two weeks? Yeah, less than about, two About weeks. two weeks. So I, I really want to see, um, for season two, what would I like to see? Uh, if they're going to do crossovers, keep them minimal. I like the idea that it's kept outside of the universe of the CW. I don't need to see Supergirl. I don't need to see The Flash. Uh, I, they connected it all through like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, uh, like when their Superman came to Supergirl's yeah. um universe exactly but it was so funny because i remember looking at the memes when they first did that and they're like superman's tv show superman and then superman movie which one do you like better who do you like better i like (laughs) aesthetically i like looking at henry cavill but then um character wise i kind of like tyler yeah well you we've seen more character development from him just because 13 or 14 episodes is more than a couple of movies in yeah. a lot of ways so you see a lot of growth there <laughs> um yeah uh, that, that's hard to pick because holy crap i mean we we stand hard for henry cavill here we, yeah we do we are very pro very pro henry cavill here we should just make merch that just has Picture. henry cavill all over our sleeves yep. uh <clears throat> we should do that yeah and it says fake arms that fake make arms as big as henry cavill's oh god <laughs> Or just have Henry Cavill's face on our arms and then just like right above our heart, it says we stand for Henry Cavill. We do. We stand for Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. I am... uh, No offense, Tyler. Yes. Um, But yeah, this whole show is filled with great actors. Uh, Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Shriki is from... uh, I remember her from... Was it Entourage? And then it was also... uh, She had an ongoing story arc on the show The Mentalist Mm -hmm. um, playing the... uh, the ward of a serial killer. She's like the a follower of a, of the serial killer Red John. Yeah. She's a fantastic actress. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that more people watch it and it keeps the show going. Mm-hmm. But also, we need to see like it, it'll be interesting to see like does it get because a lot of these shows have great first seasons and then they fall but, off a yeah. cliff. So fingers crossed that this that does not happen to this show Mm -hmm. that it stays consistent through season two Mm -hmm. so i think the best way to do that is to is to support it and see where it goes yeah yeah so are you gonna watch it with me then 
Yeah, I will watch it with you. I'm, I'm excited that you're excited. I'm Especially m- like the movie Moonfall. Oh, that was uh, another beautiful segue that doesn't really work, but we're going to talk about Moonfall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you were so excited to see Halle Berry. Halle, well, Halle Berry is having her own career renaissance right now. Mm-hmm. She just made her directorial debut. Um, she's like her own. First, we had the 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 McConaissance, mm-hmm. the Matthew McConaughey re- Renaissance. Yeah. Then we had the Keanuissance. Yeah. The Keanu Reeves Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Then now there's the Brendan Fraser Renaissance. I don't know what the name for that one would be. The Brendaissance. Oh, that sounds so cute. It does. Now we're in the Berrysance, or the Hallysance. What does she identify more as? I don't know. Hallie or Barry? Or Barry. I don't know. What about HB? The HB sucks. <laughs> Neither of them really work. But the point is that there is a, a new movie coming out called Moonfall. And I'm going to go on and continue to talk about stuff that isn't necessarily getting the most traction. Because I want to see the culture shift around these movies. Mm-hmm. And right now, as a... Do you consider yourself a, a zillennial or a Gen Z? You're Gen Z, right? You're strong Gen Z. Well, it's funny because like 99, we're kind of cut off from Oh millennial. my God, you're, you're not a millennial in any way, shape or form. Like, you're Gen Z. I know, but it's weird because like I get references from millennials and then I get references yeah. from Gen Z. But like I'm cut off from millennials and Gen Z. Like I'm too, I'm like the first oldest like Gen Zer, but I'm too young to be a millennial. So you're I'm a barricaded. Zillennium. Yeah, you're, you're barricaded. Um, um, but basically, called Generation Screwed. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Moonfall is a new movie coming out from Roland Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I bring up you being a, a millennial or a, a Gen Z is yeah. because Roland Emmerich had his heyday making movies like Independence Day. I watched that. Uh, yes, I don't remember. Did he do Day After Tomorrow? I don't know if you, can you look up yeah the, I'll search it uh, I, I don't remember if, I, I think it just came out at the same time but the point is that he inspired a generation of um, uh, look up his IMDB but he inspired a generation of disaster movies that was really the in thing in mm-hmm. like the late 90s and early 2000s uh, Independence Day is one of the greatest movies of all time I don't yeah. care what anyone says I love that movie I love dumb fun I love Adam Baldwin shooting an alien through not bulletproof glass I love Will Smith punching an alien in the face and expecting that to kill it. Um, And I love, you know, movies about stuff getting blown up, which is exactly what this trailer showed us. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, this is just information on the... You got the... You got rolling... Um, You asked for a director, right? For Yeah, for Day After Tomorrow. Um, Nicholas Meyer. Okay, not him. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the point is like these... He inspired this generation of disaster movies, right? Mm -hmm. So this is... um, Moonfall release date, trailer, cast, filming details, and everything we know so far. So it says, when Pink Floyd wrote The Dark Side of the Moon, they definitely didn't mean to predict an apocalypse, right? Yeah. Or did they? (laughs) Who knows? What we do know is that Moonfall will expose the darker side of Earth's friendly neighborhood satellite. Among tons of threats to Earth from outer space, the moon is probably the last one you need or want to be afraid of, but now you will. While people keep planning on a future, uh, uh, planning a future human colony on our satellite, Moonfall will definitely make you wonder if if what you know about the moon is at is at all real or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, we're not just talking about the moon landing conspiracy theories. <laughs> The upcoming sci-fi action movie explores a possible disaster to Earth caused by the moon. It follows a NASA executive, a former astronaut, and a conspiracy theorist who leave everything behind and set out on a mission to stop Earth's satellite from crashing into the planet. 
<laughs> this is awesome. Uh, the, the action thriller comes from the mind of Roland Emmerich, a filmmaker known for renowned disaster flicks, Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence. Okay, we can forget about Resurgence. Nobody liked that movie. That movie was <laughs> awful. But nobody, nobody bats a thousand. It's fine. 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow. So maybe he was a producer on The Day After Tomorrow? One second. Let me check for producer. Hmm. But, um... Well, it's the day after tomorrow, right? It's got yeah. The, what, what is the cover, like the, the Statue of Liberty thing? Okay, yeah. So I, uh, he must have been a producer on that one. <coughs> nope. It was Robert Papazen. Hmm. I wonder what he did then. Well, I'm going to we'll, we'll look it up later. Mm-hmm. So it says, uh, if you see any of his earlier works, you know that uh, we can expect a lot of explosions, devastation, and apocalyptic, apocalyptic events from Emmerich. So Moonfall can be expected to follow suit and perhaps even raise the bar higher. Uh, we watched both the trailer and then they also released the first five minutes uh, on the Lionsgate YouTube page. Yeah. It's a scene of them up in like their, uh, I guess it would be the, their spaceship uh, <laughs> as this event occurs, right? Yeah, and there's I good, watched it. There's good dialogue there uh they're talking about uh this uh the her wedding uh and how they're spending their honeymoon uh she's spending her honeymoon in space decent dialogue for an emmerich film and the cgi is more than uh on par from what i'm used to seeing in today's world you know especially uh most marvel movies in my opinion get like two to two acts of good cgi and there's usually one weak act where the cgi (laughs) is a lot more spotty Mm -hmm. right but this stuff looked clean to me uh moon theory you know anything involving the moon is pretty like did you ever see transformers dark of the moon yeah like that's what i'm imagining when i'm thinking of this like there's like some Mm -hmm. crazy conspiracy as to why the moon is crashing into earth and i am here for it because it goes along with 90s nostalgia Mm -hmm. which as a Gen Zer, 90s are in. Your fashion is 90s. Your yeah, you made fun of my cargo pants, ma- which I'm wearing right now because they're a little bit loose on me. Exactly. So he calls them my parachute pants. They're par- they, well, that's not even 90s. That's 80s. That's that's MC Hammer. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it says the the uh, longer teaser came out on the 21st. So I'm looking for the information here. So it says, the second trailer is a little longer and gives you more details about the plot. It opens up to a narration from an old man recounting the events of the first moon landing in, 19 t- in 1969 and that what we knew about Apollo 11's expedition <coughs> that is not true. So they're t- basically saying like Apollo 11 lost contact with Earth for two minutes. That's not what happened. I love it. It's not superheroes. It's not mm-hmm. people flying around in capes. It's just conspiracies and weird stuff to do in popular culture. Moon landing, you know, stuff has been part of our culture here in America, you know, for as long as either of us have been alive and mm-hmm. far longer than that, right? They're like, it's been staged. Yeah, it was staged. So uh, <laughs> Ridley Scott faked the moon landing. Uh, he claims that when the spacecraft lost contact with the Earth, something mysterious had happened and that there is so much more to our arrival on the moon than, what's con- than what the common man knows. Mm-hmm. He ends with an ominous message stating that will be the Earth's sixth extinction-, extinction. The suspense continues with action-packed scenes of utter chaos hitting the west coast of the United States. So it's exactly what you expect from an Emmerich movie. Lots of monuments being destroyed. That's great. Not even by protesters. Just mm-hmm. monuments being destroyed by natural disasters or mm-hmm. aliens. It's the best thing ever. Uh, I'm excited to see it. And it comes out February 4th. So that's like a good like middle of like, you know, there's, I don't think there's a lot coming out. At, like that part, there's probably less stuff coming out. So hopefully if yeah. there is, we can go see two movies that weekend. If there's mm-hmm. other movies we got to see. But I'm pretty excited about that one. Was there anything in the trailer you thought stood out? Um, I liked it in the beginning when they played... Um 
what is that song oceans of africa or oh uh <laughs> song to africa yeah um i bless the rain yeah. down and yeah um i'm not singing on air mm-hmm. uh like, but that that's good character development right it, yeah. it's, it speaks to it allows the characters to develop a certain amount of, pr- of humanity right away because they're having a conversation that people would have you know he's talking mm-hmm. about uh how many people have had a conversation where you're getting the words wrong <laughs> with someone and you're like that's not how it goes and someone's like dude that's how it goes yeah like that's very human to me so mm-hmm. that's actually that's pretty good for Roland Emmerich writing yep. so that's that's pretty good and did you did you think the effects were I like par? the effects they kind of remind me of like Alien and then Venom because the movement of the moon so if yeah. you guys watch the trailer basically there's like these weird particles that are moving around the satellite yeah they don't explain what it is yep it they, reminded me of, gra- of the movie Gravity oh I did you see Gravity Gravity is really good, uh, but it, it, it rem- the the texture of it felt like gravity to mm-hmm. me, and I, I I like that. So, um, and it co- so yeah, February tw- February twenty February twenty second February fourth, twenty twenty two. I just want to see stuff other than just superhero movies do well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the one of the hardest parts is like we complain mm-hmm. like when the movies aren't made well, or yeah. and then we complain when uh movies have agendas in them mm-hmm. you complain <laughs> when they make the same things over and over again yeah. but then when they do kind of take a risk and go back to making something like this which disaster movies haven't really been super popular since uh, 2012 yeah since uh, 2012 mm-hmm. the is the meg considered a dis- remember the meg with jason statham it's not like, considered it that's not really a disaster movie but mm-hmm. like so if we want movie if we want more variety if we want these studios to take chances on new properties or on stories that are not DC Marvel mm-hmm. IDW or Boom Studios then we need to actually go to the theaters and support the movies that they do make like that to encourage them because the only way the only real language they speak is money that's true but look end. at Sharknado <laughs> those movies do so those movies do so well too yeah uh, for home release or whatever like those, mm. they're on like Sharknado 9 right now or something really like, okay, no not way. 9 but they're so let, let's find out uh, we're off <laughs> we're off topic let me search it up while yeah, look you it up. to you so I'm gonna yeah so uh so the movie it's Halle Berry Patrick Wilson and John Bradley Halle Berry is oh and Donald Sutherland uh Kiefer Sutherland's dad i believe but donald sutherland's been an actor for like a gazillion he's been an actor like longer than me and you have been alive combined Mm -hmm. uh just a freaking fantastic cast uh and we're gonna see how it comes out because i want to see more movies like this and the budget was 150 million so Mm -hmm. that means it's got to make like what um, two hundred and fifty million to to break even. Yeah, Oof, that's that's a tall that's a tall <coughs> order. But if we go see it, we mm-hmm. can we can help uh, support that. So yeah. Also, Sharknado. There is a total of seven of them. So I was close. Yeah, all seven of them, and they stopped at two thousand eighteen. <laughs> that could have just been pandemic. For all we know, like uh, like uh, like they could have had one planned for twenty twenty. They're like, do we really care enough to make one during COVID? No, but like basically how they released them, it Is was that one. With Tara Reed, Is Tara Reed in those? Mm, I'll search it up. But um, as I said, they released one each year. Yeah, like it started two thousand thirteen all oh the way to eighteen. That's amazing. Um, you said Tara Reed. Yeah, I feel uh, like Tara Reed was in those. Mm, yes. Yep. She plays like two different parts. <laughs> what the heck? 
Notice how, like, when when a character oh like, three, my bad. N- notice, like, uh, w- one of the things that people always complain about when people complain about movies is like they're like, oh, it's racism or sexism about mm-hmm. stuff. Like, uh, notice Halle Berry never gets complained about because Halle Berry's such like she's a talented actress. Like, mm-hmm. she she had the one she she won a Razzie for for something, and she was like the first person to ever go accept the Razzie. And oh, for uh, I believe for Jinx in yeah. in Die Another Day, mm-hmm. uh, and she like went and accepted the Razzie in person mm-hmm. but people love Halle Berry and yeah. so it's like uh, it kind of destroys that narrative as well like I'm gonna go see this and I'm I fully expect Halle Berry to be one of the best parts of it mm-hmm. so it's gonna be freaking awesome when this comes out I'm very excited to go see this even if nobody else is I am excited to go see it Yay. Miracle's like I don't really care <laughs> Miracle's like I just want to go see Morbius I do I want to see Jared Leto without a shirt of course you do not even Henry Cavill, Jared Leto. See, the men get objectified just as much as the women in Hollywood. Come on, look at Jason Momoa. Like nobody's like uh, nobody's come. Like Jason Momoa isn't like <laughs> Jason Momoa isn't like. Oh my God, I'm being objectified. Mm-hmm. Please stop looking at my abs that I work my ass off to, to but, have. Okay, but also look at Loki shirtless. <laughs> that was that was a good one as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was her segue. Uh, for this article, which is WandaVision and Loki won a peculiar, peculiar, peculiar award. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most pirated shows of 2021. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. Um, and I want to know like what you think this means uh, in general, because it says, so this article is from Screen Rant. Mm-hmm. And it says, WandaVision and Loki topped the list of the most pirated shows in 2021. By the way, before we get started, we do not condone nope, ever. the FBI is going to look for they you. They will look for you. So do not, um, no matter how much you may feel like a pirate, mm-hmm. do not Yarr. sail the high seas, matey. You don't want scurvy. Yep. What is, uh, what is the joke that I told you that one time? It's like, oh, what, is a, what does a pirate say when somebody's walking across the pl- to the plank and he gets a wood splinter in his foot? I don't know. Sliver me timbers. Oh. Dad jokes. Uh, Dad it's, jokes. It's better than your chicken butt joke. Thank you. Well, that's not a joke. That's just me being a, a jerk. Well, that was what you were doing like all last night. Ooh. You're like, guess what? And I'm like, what? And you're like, butt. chicken butt. That, uh, I was like a four-year-old, so it's okay. Yeah, but then you continued it. <laughs> it could go on forever. <laughs> so it says, in an annual list that has been routinely dominated by HBO's Game of Thrones, the rankings have indicated global television viewers have a peculiar penchant for epic fantasy and sci-fi series that generate a lot of discussion and speculation and theorizing. And since the epic George R.R. R. Martin adapt adaptation went off the air last year's rankings were topped by the mandalorian the boys and westworld respectively so those are the shows that everyone's like i want to talk about it and see it i just don't want to pay for it (laughs) come on people like as much as i uh i give hollywood crap for like the stuff they do wrong um it is kind of at least for like us now it's a reciprocal relationship yeah because we talk about it so you kind of have to have it like i would feel guilty pirating it and then talking about it mm-hmm. like i i would uh, i get why a lot of people do because they feel that hollywood does not listen to them mm-hmm. and that there's agenda shoved in 90 percent of what they're watching expensive. and in general going to the theater is super expensive but remember you're not just hurting hollywood when you do that you're hurting the theater chain mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is like it's people who feel that Hollywood belittles them they feel that actors are prima donnas and that actors treat fans like crap these days you know the last thing you ever want to do before we even continue if you um, if you're at all like wonder what your favorite actor is thinking about and you want to go check their Twitter take my advice just don't 
Mm-hmm. Just don't. You don't need to. Uh, whatever that actor has to say is not interesting enough to uh, make up for what will eventually be probably something offensive to you mm-hmm. or annoying. And it, uh, it, it, maybe you're not offended, but you look at something where uh, a celebrity says something where the, you know they generalize a group of people or they say something insulting to you. Uh, it makes it harder to want to support the work, but the, you also then you miss out on other great entertainment. So mm-hmm. say you don't go see something because um, an actor you don't like says something shitty, mm-hmm. but there's another actor in there who's uh, not like that, who's now no longer getting your support. Uh, but you're, there's a possibility that you're missing out on really great entertainment. Mm-hmm. And the, the solution a lot of people have for that is they choose to just pirate their stuff. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I can't say that I support that, but I also understand where that instinct comes from because mm-hmm. people are sick of being talked down to uh, by celebrities. That is true. But if you combine how much the financial fees are, so Netflix is eight ninety nine and up. What? Where? Where the, oh, for like the, the one screens, uh, non Yeah, that's why I said up. Okay, and up. And Disney Plus is like eight ninety nine, I believe right now. No, Disney Plus, oh, it's. But but they have like VOD, so like Mm -hmm. sure it's seven ninety nine, but some movies might come out and you have to buy them. Mm -hmm. But the same thing with Prime, it costs the same thing as Netflix, which is eight ninety nine, and then. But nobody gets that cheap. Everyone gets like the fourteen ninety nine version. Yeah, that's why I said up. Yeah, and up. Well, they're showing me the cheap options, and they say and up. Same thing with Hulu; it's five ninety nine and up. HBO Max flat fee is fourteen ninety nine. Everything. Paramount Plus is five ninety nine. I don't know anyone who has Paramount Plus. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. You that's, need to watch. That's the SpongeBob. reason to get. That's the reason to get Paramount Plus. And Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Oh yeah, the one with uh, they had the Gina Carano episode. Yeah, and then um, also Jersey Shore. They just did a reunion. Perfect. Episode. Just. Just yeah. what I want. Did you watch the commercial for Peacock, it? too. Peacock is another one that I don't know anyone who's. Well, it doesn't cost anything. Apparently, it says zero dollars and up. For Peacock? Yeah. I feel like that's not true. I know. It might be outdated, but um, there's also... Well, that's probably a commercial version, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're with ads or something. But even, like, a lot of them, like, Hulu has with ads and without. Mm -hmm. But I don't know anyone that does the the with ad version. Well, like... I hate ads. The reason... I can see where people want to pirate it, because, like, if you add it up, there's, like maybe top five streaming services that you want and like adding it each month kind of does cost a lot because like dude hbo max flat rate is 15 15 bucks yeah 15 bucks per month i have and that's and that's considering like with what we do talking about the stuff so even if it's not your job we we still talk about it right so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to have this stuff so we have like hbo netflix hulu amazon Mm -hmm. prime i have youtube premium because i i hate ads more than anything uh, so that's like we're basically ending up right back where we were with the cable. Mm-hmm. With ca- people this originally got cable renaissance. Yeah, well, it's just like it's like people got Netflix so that they could get rid of cable mm-hmm. and not have to pay a hundred dollars a month to get all their channels. Right mm-hmm. now, we're just doing it again. We're just sending it to a bunch of different companies. Mm-hmm. The only difference is is you can choose what you want to watch when you want to watch it, but you're still yeah. going to end up paying as much. Yeah, I miss the days when all you had to have was Netflix. Maybe Hulu. Well, Hulu was free. I remember when it was free. Like, I didn't even... I don't, make... rem- I don't even remember that. Really? No. Nope. I remember that. Like, that's where I watched most of my anime series. Okay. I watched it for free because my uncle was like, oh, yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. You don't need to make an account. Mm-hmm. If they ask you to make an account, just press X and they let you continue watching for A- free. Ads? No. Weird. Well, they're, well, the maximum ads was three 
but they weren't that long like usually advertisements are like 30 seconds do that like most uh like if you want to watch a show on like a network right mm -hmm. and you miss the episode their website will have the episode afterwards it's yeah, just that's got, what like, but it's got like six ads that's what the cw does yeah yep so it says wandavision loki topped the list of most pirated shows in 2021 in an annual list yeah so it says but with the marvel cinematic universe expanding into disney plus with a handful of shows each with their different selling points the mcu has been a significant part of the television discourse in 2021 part of that is because they're doing what i consider to be the smart thing and releasing episodes one at a time yeah it's weird because i feel i just mentioned that we're coming full circle on paying mm -hmm. right so everyone was one time paying a hundred dollars a month for cable mm -hmm. and now they're paying a hundred dollars a month but for a bunch of different streaming services mm -hmm. originally the whole reason to have streaming services was so that you could watch all the episodes at mm -hmm. once now it's coming around where now you can watch now you watch one episode a week mm -hmm. and i find that i actually like that i i'm probably in the minority there most people want to be able to binge a show mm -hmm. but i kind of like having it spaced out one episode at a time so that i can watch it digest it come back to it and it feels like you're coming back to something and continuing the story mm -hmm. uh and it's a different type of storytelling like mm -hmm. netflix was horrible at actually writing for their type of um basically too many episodes right so they mm -hmm. do 13 episodes when there was eight episodes worth of story there yeah um so it's a different style of storytelling mm -hmm. but I i'm kind of liking the whole one week at a time thing again being part of disney i like both ways but for me the one episode a week like when you hit the last episode you're craving for more yeah well that's what they want they mm -hmm. want you to then crave the next product that comes out i don't like that feeling because i'm like i need more yep. like i finish a gretzko like i think before christmas eve and at the very end, they're like, she's coming back for season five. And I'm like, I need it now, Netflix. Uh, I guess also part of it is like, I get so exhausted by how much, there's just so freaking much. Mm -hmm. There's so much content out there. Like Loki and WandaVision are just the tip of a very enormous iceberg mm -hmm. of television that you get like, so, like we didn't even mention Apple, Apple Plus or whatever. No, it's called Apple TV. Apple TV. Ugh. Like there's just so much to go to watch out there that mm -hmm. it's like i get overwhelmed and then just watch reruns of the stuff i like <laughs> yeah. because it makes me feel safe <laughs> same. same i'm like almost finished with ugly betty there's just too much man so wandavision and uh, and loki are both well represented in the list with the most of the most torrented shows of the year as mm -hmm. revealed by torrent freak in a ranking dominated by marvel disney plus projects the witcher comes in third i really do think that a lot of people are just sick to death of disney mm -hmm. and they're torrenting it because they just don't want to give disney any money um well also i can see where they're kind of mad about it because like in the beginning of the pandemic we had to pay over 20 dollars to see like the new movie release yep which was like it's very frustrating and it's very hard to uh, because when these things come out on streaming services mm -hmm. there is a pristine copy yeah. for torrent like that same day mm -hmm. whereas when it's in the theaters you don't get that good version until the movie comes out to in, to some degree mm -hmm. in a digital format so people get tempted and and then they mm -hmm. do it because they hear disney tell them that they're you know disney cancels something they love or mm -hmm. they change something or they add uh, or they they edit scenes from movies they do that a lot mm -hmm. um edit scenes from back to the future or things mm -hmm. like that uh 
so they get dis, uh, disenchanted with mm-hmm. the way the corporate structure works to kind of either censor their past entertainment, tell them they're bad for liking things, uh, liking certain things, and they're like, you know what? I'm not giving you my money anymore. Yeah, you're already there's already too much entertainment out there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it. Not mm-hmm. that that's right, but I'm explaining why I think people do that. Well, also like another thing to get around it, you can just wait, and they can release it for free. Like I remember. <clears throat> My parents used to pay for the movies, like they paid mm-hmm. for the early access, but like the next following week it was for free. Yeah. So I'm like, you didn't, just wait. <laughs> you don't really need like if you do want to watch it right away and like talk about it right away, then yeah, go ahead, pay twenty dollars. But for me, I'm one of those people that waits. Yeah. Yep. Like my friends hated it because they were like, Miracle, do you wanna go see the movies? And I'm like, But it's gonna come out later. <laughs> They're like addicts. For free. They're entertainment addicts. I know. They gotta get their fix. I know, but I was kind of happy that they got me out of the house because, like, we started watching, like, King Kong, and we watched, like, some of the scary movies, like The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I still don't like scary movies. I'm the same thing like Brett. It's going to make you watch Scream 5 when it comes out. Nope. <laughs> so it says, for those, this is interesting, for those raising a brow at the absence of Squid Game, mm-hmm. arguably the biggest show of 2021, the website does, no, does note that it makes its calculations based on single episode downloads rather than season packs. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Disney releasing their episodes one at a time yeah. means that every week somebody has to download that individual episode Mm -hmm. so that means that that show's getting way more downloads than somebody who just downloads all the episodes in one folder yeah so wait can you download each episode on disney plus no i'm saying torrent like the Mm -hmm. the people that are torrenting them so when squid games or the witcher come out right Mm -hmm. the whole episode drops on netflix at once which means there's a full season download yeah uh so uh, when people are counting Loki downloads, mm-hmm. that's how many times each end episode has been individually downloaded, mm-hmm. which means every person has to in- individually download each episode, whereas every person that has to download The Witcher only has to download that one folder with all the episodes oh, in it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, because I did that in Japan where I, I downloaded the not whole... Not that I know anything about torrenting in my past. I <laughs> don't know anything about it. That's just... Well, like Netflix gives you an option where you can download it and you can watch it anywhere if you don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, I'm, we're not even talking about legal means right now. I know. We're talking I know. About <laughs> I'm talking about legal means. Yeah. Like you can do that. Like, yep. don't pirate anything. But like Netflix does give you an option mm. where you can download all the content. Because I remember when I was in Asia, like they gave me that option. They're like, if you don't have Wi-Fi, you can download it. But then when I came to the U.S., I couldn't watch it anymore because I didn't have a VPN. And you can change, well, yeah, because you can change your, your location in the VPN, right? I used yeah. to do that with... Uh, you can do that with Netflix. So I used like, to do that so I could get stuff that was mm-hmm. region, region-locked content from other, other areas. Yeah, like on Netflix, like Vietnam has like all the seasons of Big Bang Theory, and I ah. envy them. There was, a, there was a really bad show called The Transporter, which was a yeah. television version of the movie The Transporter. <laughs> and I think there's nobody... Literally, there was one person in the world that liked it, and that mm. one person was me. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, like, never available in America. Yeah. Uh, so I had to, like, region unlock and get it from, like, Canada. <laughs> that and there's a, uh, there was a movie called 13. It was, like, a spy movie from, like... And then they made a really bad TV show that. I love that as well. Another region-locked thing at the time we need a vpn well like again if you guys i'm not so well kind of well, these, no these weren't legal no that these were just ones that you couldn't get in american versions well, of, like i'm like, trying to suggest to people who want to pirate no do not suggest to people that want to pirate go no, 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 no. i'm not saying 
I'm not saying pirate because that's bad, but you can have a VPN. Yes. And you can watch it yeah. on Netflix. That's, yeah, your Netflix. Yeah, just watch stuff, re- region lock content on your Netflix mm-hmm. uh, through a VPN. That's what we're saying. Yeah, if you want to save money. Yeah. So, well, not save money, but if, yeah, if you don't want to buy the DVDs, if, cause if you're not, if they're not available elsewhere. Or buy like other streaming services. Yep. Yep. There's a. Because like um, Netflix, pretty much any region, like other than the US, they have pretty much all the TV shows. Like Netflix has Disney shows, but they. They're not there for a long time because contracting. Yeah. Uh, so, and another thing about this is, is like, if you see a show you like, mm-hmm. don't torrent it. No. Go watch it. it and support it. And yeah. that way more stuff gets made that you like mm-hmm. and you push the culture uh, and the nature of these shows in the direction you want to. Yeah. If you pirate them, you have no right to really complain that things aren't getting made that you want, I guess. Yeah, because budgeting way. and all yeah. that crap. So personally i mean not to say that you can't complain but i'm just saying that like you, you do more by supporting the shows you want to see more of mm-hmm. you do more by supporting those than you do by complaining about the ones you don't want yeah and you support the celebrities who actually enjoy the craft oh i i i say never do it for the celebrity do it for the do it for the art do well it for, like do it for i'm just show. saying i'm just saying it because like people nowadays like worship celebrities like so gods. weird we were gonna do i was gonna do a an article on uh, that I found about like celebrity worship and how it like rivaled uh, superhero worship in the show mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yeah, and that's dude, it's so weird. Like to me, the weirdest is like people who like they have like Instagrams of like Tom Zendaya three three two two two, and it's just weird things of Tom Holland and Zendaya. It's like they're everything. I'm like, who are these people, and why do they care so much about another person's relationship? That's so weird. It's called shipping. Well, I know that, but that's usually within the context of a show. These are no, real they do people. It, they do it with real people. Like, um, oh that, yeah, they talk about like YouTube shipping. Mm-hmm. Like, that's freaking weird, dude. Yeah, like, you know I, we have a YouTube ship, right? That's weird. Like so many people in the cast castle. I don't want to know. It's weird. Like it's bear cool. I uh, yeah. People were I'm, upset that I announced that I'm I had a boyfriend. Deleting that from my brain right oh. now. Uh, I don't ever want to hear bear cool. Again. Oh. <laughs> it's just weird to me that people care. Like, I can barely muster enough energy to care about my own personal life, let alone <laughs> somebody else's personal life. Maybe that gives them motivation to carry on could be so basically guys uh <laughs> wandavision and loki uh very very pirated uh squid game and money heist less so because of the the whole Foreign. season was available to mm-hmm. to torrent right away support the shows you want uh you want to see more of and do not torrent stuff is what we're saying uh i don't know miracle miracle says miracle says don't torrent don't torrent because the fbi is looking for you exactly like these upcoming shows <laughs> You, you got to find a way to actually work the, the segue in there. Uh, no, I can't. That, that didn't really work. But no, we're, we're I gonna, tried. We're going to keep working on it. So but, this is upcoming shows, 2022. We've got, uh, there's a list I found here today. Um, it's basically all the, sh- I don't know if it's all the shows that are coming out in 2022, mm-hmm. but it's this massive list. And I wanted to do similar to what we did yesterday. And I want to hear your opinions on what shows, like pick three or four of these shows that you are most looking forward to. So I am excited for the Lord of the Rings. Okay. I I love that. Game of Thrones, I'm kind of over it. Tell me why Lord of the Rings. Because I kind of grew up with it, even though Gollum kind of scared me. I think this is supposed to be like, if I remember correctly, the most expensive show ever made. Mm-hmm. It's going to bomb. <sighs> what? It's going to bomb. No, it's not. Okay, it's not going to bomb, but 
you can already tell by the by the political posturing and the identity politics that have been shoved into the Oh my promotion. god, they're going to talk about politics about orcs uh, because you remember that one mm-hmm. article? Mm-hmm. We're scr- I mean it's I, I think this show is screwed personally. Mm-hmm. I first of all, I don't think that you can you'll never recapture the magic of Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That was a show that came out or a movie a series that came out at just the right time paid just uh, paid the perfect amount of respect to the source material mm-hmm. and would never be made again in today in current age without being completely butchered by studio posturing producer notes uh, uh ham-fisted identity politics mm-hmm. it would be ruined it wouldn't it wouldn't come out the same way now as it did in 2000 it, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. uh so i i can't say that i'm particularly looking forward to that but uh what uh, I, I mean you're excited though what uh, mm-hmm. what is it about it because just because you grew up with it i grew up with it and i like um old english Yes. I, I love the accent and yep. I, I love the feeling of being in an escapist fantasy yep. like that. Escapist entertainment is, well, that's something. That's why I don't want to see stuff about uh, uh, orc identity politics because that's not escapism to me. That's ham fisted modern day takes. Uh, you know. But only one person complained about it. They were only complaining about it because the TV show, well, not the TV show, the movie Bright on Netflix. Well, they do the same thing with what? D&D. I mean, that's the same thing happens within D&D, complaining about uh, um, social issues in in an area where that shouldn't be part of it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, eh. are you excited about The Witcher Blood Origin? Yeah, I'm really excited because it talks about the downfall of, like, the elves. That's the one with Michelle Yeoh, right? Yes. Michelle Yeoh is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And she's also in the movie Everything Everywhere All, all at once. once. Yeah, we're excited. We didn't mention that one. No, we did. We came up with that one at the end. We're excited yeah. about that one. Last of Us? I'm excited for that because, like, I remember watching the gameplay for it, yep. and I cried. Pedro Pascal kind of sucks, but I can look past it if the show is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really excited for the Star Wars shows. Not really a Star. Ahsoka could be good. Ahsoka could be uh, good, but that's, I'm still I mean, not. That's Rosario Dawson, and I love Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. So I'm not excited about it, and then I'm not excited about the Avatar: The Last Airbender. I thought they kind of canceled it, but. I am excited for the actor who plays as um, Sokka. Uh, which actor is that? He's on the very bottom. I forgot his name, but he was in Disney Descendants. It's not Dallas Liu? Or Let me search Ian it. Owsley. Um, I can't believe... I, I feel like... Remember, this article is from a site called Ranker.com, so mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate the timeline is on most of these, but I can't believe all of these are coming out this year. Secret Invasion is coming out this year? Mm-hmm. Oh, his name is Boo Boo Stewart. That's an amazing name. <laughs> it's funny because he has like this dog that's like, um, when his dog first came out, it was like nominated the cutest dog in the world. Really? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know that dog that's named Boo? The little Pomeranian poodle mix? No. <laughs> oh my God. It has so many dolls, but the dolls look ugly, but um, the real dog actually looks cute. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, that. that there's a lot of shows. Look at this. Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, She-Hulk, The Sandman, mm-hmm. Willow. Nobody asked for Willow. No. I didn't even know they were coming out with no. it. Nobody needs a Willow. Uh, is it a reboot? It's got Warwick Davis, so it can't be a complete uh, reboot. That's true, but Halo. Halo looks fairly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny. I don't know who the hell Pablo Schreiber is going to play. But I, I'm kind of excited for like the person who Bokeem Woodbine's in it. Bokeem mm-hmm. Woodbine's really good. The voice actor for Master Chief. I want him to do a feature like 
get over like yeah i just want him to say get over here i know that's from mortal kombat but i just want him to say it in that voice he should rangers of the new rangers of the new republic that's not the one that um no. that patty jenkins is directing cause she's doing a movie mm-hmm. okay i don't know i'm just not excited and for nobody the- wants ironheart i don't care no. nobody cares about ironheart mm-hmm. uh i mean that's not true when we say that we we sound very mean Disney stands people who love who like obsess over Disney and Marvel mm-hmm. will absolutely watch Ironheart but I don't think there's any genuine mass excitement Mm-mm. for Ironheart no I think it was kind of pushed I'm not excited about that show Lando I don't really care for it I can't believe that they're going to I mean it can't be like a it can't be the one with actual Billy D. Williams it, it's got to be like a, a prequel or something. Mm-hmm. It might. Um, there it is. The show I am looking forward to more than anything. Peacemaker. Miracle hates John Cena. I think John Cena was literally born to play this role. Uh, it, like I, we, I mentioned the Suicide Squad earlier. Mm-hmm. The movie is worth the pri- was worth the price of admission just for John Cena as Peacemaker in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his turn at the end against, um, against uh, Rick Flagg freaking incredible uh and then there's a bunch of other shows on here but this this show's got uh, the other one is it's they're, they're gonna ruin the vigilante character because they've got freddie stroma and yep. it, it looks goofy like mm-hmm. they they've turned vigilante into this goofy character that he's not mm-hmm. but it's also got um uh, what's the guy's name from uh from terminator 2 uh Dun, 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 dun. yeah um whatever uh but it's got uh he was in from terminator 2 and um <laughs> You're going to search it up right now. Up, yeah. uh, but also, I just went down the list. They're they're making a TV show called Interview with the Vampire. Wasn't yep, that a movie? That was a movie. It was a Tom Leo- Cruise movie. Oh. I thought it was Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Uh, it was Nobody a, asked for this. Robert Patrick is who I'm trying to... Robert Patrick plays mm-hmm. John Cena's dad in that movie. It's going to be yeah. freaking awesome. Nobody asked for Interview with the Vampire TV show. Nobody asked that. But I am excited Brad for... Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Okay. Yep. But I am kind of excited for Gremlin's Secret of the Mogwai. That seems up your alley. <laughs> Even though it kind of freaked me out when I was little. Yeah. Um, the other one, the, I don't know how far, because there's a lot of shows on this list. This one right here looks really good to me. Dark Winds. Um, oh, I thought you were pointing at the Zon Fraggles. Ma- no, Zon McLaren. Uh, he's from uh, Longmire. Love mm-hmm. the show Longmire. Uh, it's an American psychological thriller series created by Graham Rowland and is based on the Lee Porman Chi books series by Tony Hillerman. The series follows two Navajo police officers, Lee Porman Chi, Lee Porn and Chi, in the 1970s Southwest as they search for clues in a grisly double murder case forces them to challenge their own spiritual beliefs and come to terms with the trauma of their pasts. That mm-hmm. sounds really good to me. Yeah, it sounds good. You know what TV show I'm not excited for? <laughs> How I Met Your Father. I don't know anyone that wants that. It's got Nobody, Duff in it though. Well, I love Hillary Duff, but I'm not excited for it. I watched the trailer for it. Basically, she is complaining that she was on different dating apps and she can't find a good man. <sighs> it's like a pro-feminist thing. Mm, I, I love Hillary Duff. I'm not going to watch it. That's that's mm-hmm. not me. Look at this Armor Wars. How many shows? How many is there going to be a Marvel show every week? Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Did you see the trailer when they were releasing? I didn't shows? see. The, it couldn't have been a trailer. It had to be like a, a teaser, right? No, no, no. Like they had 
it was like a teaser trailer where they re- release what they're going to um, have. <gasps> boondocks. Oh, my no, God. No way the Boondocks ends up being as good as it was back then. And then this is the other one that Wait, I'm really looking forward to. Wait, is the original Rider Glow be on there? I don't know. I went before that. Power Book, uh, Power Book 4 uh, Force. Um, Power mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Um, Omari Hardwick is incredible. I did not watch... Uh, the power book to ghost because mm-hmm. it's got the sun and i just don't think that the actor playing his son uh realistically was going to be able to to it's not his fault he's mm-hmm. young still like i don't think that he was able to follow in omar he wasn't going to be able to portray that son the way that omari hardwick portrayed ghost in that mm-hmm. show but the character that i believe stood out far and above all of them was joseph sakura as tommy egan and that's who is uh, the show Force is uh, following around. So mm-hmm. uh, it says, in American crime drama spinoff created by Robert Munich, not having Courtney, uh, uh, not Courtney Vance, uh, but not having the original creator of Power yeah. worries me a slight amount, mm-hmm. but not enough to be, to you know, because I don't think stars would have followed through if it didn't at least keep in tone in mm-hmm. uh with the original show so it says the series centers on tommy egan after he cuts ties and puts new york in his rear view for good mm-hmm. so uh i'm really really excited about this one i i don't know how well it will be because i feel like uh, in a weird way power was also kind of lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever watched that you, you probably never watched that show it's one of the it's it's actually more serious than most of the stuff that i like to watch mm-hmm. it's basically ghost is like a it's like a drug dealer mm-hmm. uh in in current year new york city yeah. Uh, and it's a battle of him to like keep his identity hidden. Mm-hmm. He's got a family. He's sending his kids to private school. Oh. It's a freaking fan because he's like a drug kingpin, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole show is him trying to uh, get out of that life. He, he he meets this old flame of his who also happens to be a federal prosecutor. Oh. It's very, very good. Uh, less so in the last seasons, but I don't expect every show to hit you know, a perfect 1000, mm-hmm. but those first three seasons are freaking fantastic to me. So hopefully, uh, they can at least capture some of that magic, uh, with that show. Mm-hmm. So those were the ones I, are you looking forward to halo? I'm kind of like, yeah. it looks good, but mm-hmm. then, um, there's another show that we're kind of excited Was about one, bear yeah. Lair. I'm not excited about Bel Air. Oh. Miracle is excited about Bel Air. I, I believe I personally, I believe personally that nobody in the world was looking for a serious drama version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think they could do it. It could it could do well. But it's on Peacock. Yep. So I mean that. Then I know that the the guy who created that show has an incredible story because he like the the creator of that show created a fan made trailer mm-hmm. and then Will Smith saw it and mm-hmm. picked it up. So that is very cool. Yeah, but. I'm still excited for the Boondocks. I really want the original writer to be on there, but he quit the original yeah, series. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. I, my personal opinion, it won't live up to the original. Also, I just want to make fun of the Netflix TV show Hype House. What is that? I have no idea. It says an American reality series, and one of the guys I. I recognize him because he was in Machine Gun Kelly's like music video. Of course you would recognize somebody from the Machine Gun Kelly music video. Yeah. He's very you. Yeah. He's the e-boy. Like he was dating this girl who's like a popular chick. And then like she died. And I never She saw died. It. And then it was like a whole series. Like they, he basically copied what, um, yeah, I'm excited for yeah. tuned out. But he copied the idea from Fall Out Boy where they did that series where they went to um hell and then to heaven and um elton john like was god and he helped them 
I can see Elton John as God. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had a song featuring him, but in Machine Gun Kelly's version, he did, it's like a high schooler, he's kind of an outsider. Yeah. And finally, like, the popular girl is in love with him, they're in love together, and then something happened, he got, like, she got killed, basically. I think she got ran over by a car, and, like, he's trying to cope with it, and then, like, her her best friends like quote unquote best friends are yeah. trying to hit on him and he's like no no be gone the stuff we like is so va- <laughs> is so incredibly different it's hilarious <laughs> yeah and then like he starts like his own band and he can't go over, over the so girl so pull this back around what is that what, what about that was that you were talking about that excites you because no it, I'm not excited for this TV show but it's called Hype House okay. and I'm only excited because that one guy because I recognize him from Machine Gun Kelly okay so because you recognize the one actor okay are we going to watch Tuned Out yes okay HBO Max it's a live action animated comedy uh, basically based around Looney Tunes characters mm-hmm. uh, it's got Christopher Lloyd in it that is a good sign mm-hmm. I don't know how uh, much I expect anything involving these characters uh, aren't they going to do a new Darkwing Duck too I thought that but that might be next year it might be next year but I'm not really excited because like uh, what's his name Seth Rogen yeah oh yeah nobody cares about Seth R- Seth Rogen sucks mm-hmm. um, he's gonna ruin our favorite TV show so well not my favorite TV show so if you had to pick two of the ones on that list and everything else goes away which ones do you pick Lord of the Rings. Okay. And then The Witcher. Okay. There you go. Like right at the top, you picked the two right. The, you, I think you're going to have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say Peacemaker and Dark Winds just because they're both new in power. If if they never made the, the Tommy Egan story, I would still have uh, the original power, so that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see where Dark Winds goes, and I believe Peacemaker is going to be freaking fantastic. Yep. So that's, uh, that's stuff I'm looking forward to TV-wise, but we got a, a busy year ahead of us when it comes to like everything going on right now. Mm-hmm. Are you excited, Miracle? I'm kind of excited because I'm like looking at the list. It doesn't look that bad. Nope. Uh, I think I, I think it's oversaturation from Disney and. St- Dis- wait, wait, wait! Who asked for this TV show? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you remember the movie with Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson around the world in eighty days? Mm-hmm. Who asked for the TV show? Uh, the intellectual property gods did and said, "We've got this property just sitting on the shelf. We should make a movie." It's on TV. PBS. Who? Nobody's gonna watch that. Nobody's gonna watch that. Who asked for that? Who knows, man. I don't know. There's a lot of good. Stuff. I just think it's Marvel and it's uh, it's Star Wars over uh, oversaturation. Mm-hmm. And notice how nothing. We didn't see anything on there. But oh, Peacemaker was on there. I didn't see. There was no other um, DC stuff on there. No. Uh, about new shows. So I don't think. I don't know if anything else is coming out from them this year. Oh, we baby bears. Well, they'll have new seasons of of other stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, uh, I think that's everything that uh, we had to talk about today. That was a good. That, that's a good amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of stuff to watch this year. We Baby Bears. What is that? It's based on, it's like a um, prequel of We Bear Bears. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. I know what the Berenstein Bears are. No, no, no. So We Bear Bears has like these three brothers. They're different bear um, uh, species. So the oldest is Grizz Bear. He's a grizzly bear. And then the second, um, the second oldest is Ice Bear, and he's a polar bear. And then the last one is Pan, and he's a panda. And basically, they go around New York City. I think it's New York City, but I might be wrong. But how, then, like, how they c- old are you, Miracle? Sorry. 
it's okay <laughs> i'm just i'm just kidding no but i think it's so cute because it kind of introduced like kids in cartoon network to the asian culture because oh, like, okay because it's written by asian american um daniel chong oh awesome yeah and like basically it introduces now like, i feel bad because i made fun of you and there you've got like this deep reason for it Keep yeah going. like it introduces asian culture like all the way to like chinese japanese and korean like they had this k-pop band that's called um monsters and they were featured on it awesome yeah so it okay. kind of it kind of helps like kids to have a better understanding like it teaches you how to cook too like these different cuisines like i spare he's the chef and then like pan he's like the influencer and grizz he's the big dummy who loves sports you, like now I feel bad because you had like this deep reason for liking it and I'm like well, I guess I'm the bad guy you hate we bear bears I do not you hate. know they're a big concept in Asia because they help Asian people look good you learn something new every day mm-hmm. I learned something new today yeah it's cute all right uh miracle why don't you tell everyone your social media oh that's a cute segue that was a- I don't have any social medias because it rots your brain did you like that I was yeah like, I, that was like i was like how are we gonna get out of the show today i just like i was like we're out so we're that, just out that, this no, is how we do it we're that, unprofessional like that no no we're just we're, we're finding ways to to smoothly move around mm-hmm. everything right now so. we're finding our stepping so. yeah so you guys that was episode 19 or was that episode 20 you said 20 okay that was episode 20 of pop culture crisis i want to thank you guys for watching mm-hmm. if you want to watch clips from the show uh we have the clips available on youtube.com and then mm-hmm. you can also find full episodes of the podcast on spotify on apple music on, uh, on excuse me on apple podcasts mm-hmm. on amazon music and on pandora mm-hmm. a bunch of different places where you can listen to the full audio version of it and then if you find if you're looking for links to that the youtube videos have a link directly to the spotify mm-hmm. version so you can go right to the right to our page uh, and then if you want to follow us on social media please follow us on social media mm-hmm. um we have been implored to tell people <laughs> that please check out the tiktok the tiktok and the, the facebook TikTokers. The TikTok and the Facebook have clips of the show. Uh, keep up with everything coming out. It's at Pop Culture Crisis on there. And we are also on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show. We will be back with another episode, episode 21 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So thank you for watching, guys. We will see you then. Boo, boo, boo. Bye. Oh, I like smacked that camera. <laughs>